0: Hello and welcome to Around the World in 8 Events, the podcast. For years people have said I should be doing a podcast because my voice, not my face, would be great for telling a story. So I thought, you know what, it's about time we do it. Got a mic and got myself a story to talk about, to open people's minds and hopefully share a perspective to you. Whether you're listening in your car, whether you're listening while you're out for a walk or a run, this is 15 minutes of something that I hope you enjoy. An exciting podcast that's going to take you on an events journey like nothing else. Yes, it's someone else talking about events and this is something that we have seen grow in the last couple of months. A lot of people talking about events, delightful for sure. But I want to take you on a journey that no one else has done and everyone seems to be talking about the industry while it's on its knees. But I want to bring hope and the new beginnings and the creative challenges that we can face together to have a refreshed approach to something by using my project around the world in 80 events where I went to 26 countries in 8 months and 2 weeks to immerse myself and stand in the middle of events in 2019 not to know that a year later everything would be cancelled. I'm hopefully going to really change your mind with regards to what events really are and even if you don't like events, if you've never been to events or you appreciate events not like this then I hope that you have a good time listening and if I force you to listen, then I hopefully you've enjoyed that as well. So, let's jump straight into the events and the feelings that I've had in the past from standing at the Penis Festival or in Jakarta from what I can see in the future. We're going to go from 1 to 80 and it's going to be a few a time a podcast and we're going to focus on certain things to certain podcast subjects. Yes, I know there might be some mistakes, but I want us to enjoy this just natural conversation with myself. And sometimes, you never know, we might even have a guest to give us a perspective in certain ways. So, event one on my adventure on the 6th of February was actually Watangi Day. It was all about culture. February the 6th saw the celebrations to commemorate the first signing of New Zealand's founding document, the Treaty of Watangi. Now, communities actually come together in a park or in certain areas of New Zealand. It's a bank holiday for many, but a gathering of a momentous amount for others. You know, there's a lot of parties, there's reflections, there's moments of official awards and citizenship ceremonies that are celebrated on this day. So, let's discuss for 2020 cultural events, the cancellation of them. Now, we saw massive amounts of cultural events cancelled artistic expressions really, moments that allow things to be seen that a lot of people love as part of a community. Culture could be the Edinburgh Fringe, in a way this is a holy grail of performances, an artistic and cultural feast for all to immerse themselves and feel part of, streets filled with entertainment that for a while becomes the united nations of comedy, arts and cultural transfer with audiences being able to be delivered some of the truly wonderful parts of what we have in the arts world. Other global events include, I can never say this but I'm going to try it, good though in Portugal. That is basically the Umbrella Sky project, it happens for a couple of months and the streets are filled with colorful umbrellas. This uh, kind of arts culture, it's this ele- ele- element of, su- su- you know, surprise and suspense of what colour can do to certain communities. Now, now you have other areas that are celebrations of land and plants and we're seeing that they are disappearing. The Fuji Shibat Sakura Festival and a celebration of, of the, the colours and blossoms within the Mount Fuji um, was cancelled in 2020. This cultural event wasn't allowed to happen. We have seen that then throughout but what does culture actually mean and what do we get from cultural celebrations. Now this is something that we're gonna probably reappreciate when culture does come back. When we're able to go and experience these cultural phenomena. Materialistic items of course are associated with cultural events, but we're we are bored without culture. But right now we are in need of it for us to be able to enhance our lives. Now we have nothing to look forward to as such because cultural celebrations for New Year, so Hug Money, for example, is cancelled. And these celebrations are something that we, many people, um, hold on to. And really it's traditions. But those traditions aren't being able to be upheld. In a way, events are drying up, but so is cultural traditions and so is cultural celebrations. But the celebration will be back in the future. What the look of it will be, will be up to the people that believe in those cultures, believe in those celebrations believe in those things that give hope and a sense of community for example in spain tomatoes being thrown at people in august of course cancelled why because well mass gathering the cultural area once again will be celebrated and the the idea of tomatoes being thrown might seem for others like a waste of food but for people in 2020 that was a that was a loss of a loss of something that culturally identified them Allowed them to be part of that community. Allowed Spain to sell this product to get people in. Celebrations of culture from all over the world, yes in 2020, where we just actually what we saw instead was hope for the future to be able to bring them back bigger and better. What we also saw was on my second event, swimming. I went to the Broadwick uh, swimming series. This was a very casual event over the summer within Auckland. It was for 16 weeks and it was basically a leisurely leisure activity for many to participate in. The idea was for swimming as a community and to come together and have regular Thursday evenings swimming away. It wasn't about strenuous swimming. Yes, it was in Mission Bay, but it was actually important for people to come together um, leisurely exercise, but also this element of being part of something, and in 2020, it was only one of very few events that actually happened from what I experienced in 2019. Yes, it happened before the pandemic gripped the world, and before everything was cancelled, so in one respect, this swimming event of the Broderick Swimming series was quite, shall we say, unique in 2020 specifically. But swimming events globally have all had a massive impact. So I wanted to really delve into this, dive in, you could say, no pun intended. In the USA, the swimming series initially, the swimming, sorry, USA Swimming pulled all their events on the 12th of March initially only for 30 days. College, NCNA, leagues, universities and elite swimming competitions all cancelled due to the fear of bringing people together. The NCCA League, which of course depends on universities and colleges, is heavily affected because many universities and colleges have sent their students for online learning, which means they're actually not on campus, so scholarships all up in the air, dreams of becoming professional, sizzling away quite literally, and the season cancelled, which means a loss of sponsorship and TV rights. The whole drastic element of swimming, because that is a minority sport, for many the the effects of this is going to be felt for years, but also going to reshape, I think, the sport's positioning with an engagement of society and we'll probably see a whole new range of activities trying to regenerate and trying to create more money opportunities for engagement for the future. British women closer to home, the decision was all na- home nation activities, including the Finna uh, Diving World Series, which was actually meant to take part the week of lockdown beginning on the 27th to the 29th of March. This actually was cancelled. They based it upon the fear of athletes, spectators, staff and volunteers, their well-being regards to the pandemic taking control and grip of the country. Other competitions that were cancelled include the British Swimming Championships in the April and also the um, Para Swimming International uh, event with Junior Diving. Now, I'm sure along this podcast I'm probably going to mention the Olympics and I'm sure this is one event that everyone's thinking, what about the Olympics? Will it actually happen? The devastation of cancelling national and meets and sporting events, yes, is drastically um, impactful for the area or for that club or for that athlete. But actually, to be able to get the Olympics, is a lot of steps beforehand, and without these qualification events, and securing sponsorship and so on, these can have drastic impact on countries being able to actually compete. Now what will happen we don't know and we'll discuss this as the podcast unfolds because I did go to Japan so it's very important that we do mention that but right now what I say is that we're seeing massive impacts that we haven't actually thought about yet and the cancellation of an event doesn't just have an an impact on one thing but actually has an impact on a whole host of series. Event organisers for many events did have to pay staff initially in March, you know offices are now lying empty that were rented and if you've organised even elite swimmers to come across for the international meets that happened in the UK then this had a double whammy and competitions cancelled. So we've dived into two topics there, uh, two events sorry, culture and swimming events and as we go through this podcast There'll be some we'll talk about three, four, five events, but today we're just going to focus on the two, because this is a light intro into a podcast that's going to be different from any other podcast that talks about events. This is by someone with energy to not look at the negatives as such, even though we just did, but to look at the positives of the future and, and take go to the top of that diving board and let's take a jump into what can be creatively impactful for the future of our industry. So as we delve through all the different events from Around the World and 8 events, I hope that you enjoy this journey and you tell your friends to check out a podcast that's not sponsored by anyone, that's not got loads of jingles, but instead can just get played through your speakers and be enjoyable for you to consume on whatever day, night, morning, time you listen. So thank you very much for listening to Around the World Nath Events. I am Matt Lamb and hashtag this is the journey.